Hello and welcome to the Jonesing for Sports podcast. Thanks for joining us for our second podcast. We got a lot of great stuff on the list today to talk about. College football is back as long as uh, well as professional football. I know these guys are excited about it. Fall is in the air. It's a great time of year. So we're going to talk about um, our takeaways for the first two weeks of Michigan's football season and uh, the Michigan State, uh, how they've performed as well. And we're also going to compare those two weeks to uh, a Star Wars movie. We're going to talk about a few of the Michigan and Michigan State football players, whether or not we're going to buy or sell them. And we are also going to give a little bit of a preview for uh, MSU's coming match against Arizona State, as well as uh, a quick touch on Michigan's upcoming matchup as well. We're going to talk about our Big Ten matchup of the week and also some overreactions from the opener for the Detroit Lions. So let's get right into it. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the two-week review for Michigan and Michigan State? All right, so I'm going to start with my Star Wars uh, comparison. I'm going to start with Ooh, Michigan State. Jumping right into it. I'm going to jump right into it. And I see the first two weeks just like I see Star Wars Episode 2. And so Episode 2, first half of the movie, completely underwhelming. You're watching Anakin and Padme be super weird. Anakin doesn't like sand. They're flirting. Everyone is really just feeling awkward the it whole movie. everywhere. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're in the arena getting like attacked by the the monsters and we're like okay this is kind of get interesting and then the jedi show up and the battle is pretty sweet you know the clones come in it's awesome and so the first week was kind of like the first half of that movie if i was a michigan state fan watching them play tulsa i'm like hitting the panic button immediately that was awful but then Western Michigan comes to town and they just blow the doors off of them. And that's kind of like that, that awesome clone battle at the end of that movie. Uh, so that's how I see the first two weeks for them. I'm really not sure what to expect going forward. Just like after episode two, you're not sure how to feel about the direction of star Wars going forward <laughs> from there. Um, with Michigan, I'm going to cheat a little bit overall. I would say my feeling towards the season of the first two weeks is going to be and this is going to sound harsh. Episode 8, The Last Jedi. Um, I would say the first week against Middle Tennessee was kind of like Episode 7 in that it had some holes, had some interesting questions, was kind of positive, but had some negatives. But then against Army, they just showed that they they panicked. As soon as things got hard, they went right back to smash mouth. We're going to run between the tackles every single play. Um, and just like... The Last Jedi, I walked away feeling disgusted. So that's kind of how I feel about the first two weeks of Michigan. Um, and even with this next Star Wars coming out, it could be really good. But I'm still just wary because of what I've seen recently. You know, we you would think that we would have learned from the last <laughs> podcast that we should never make Brandon go first on that sort of thing. literally going to say the exact same thing. Yeah. We learned he, nothing. We learned nothing. He gives the most brilliant synopsis comparison of football to marvel or lord of the rings or whatever there's we can't follow that but we're gonna try yeah so you go <laughs> ahead i don't i don't want to all right that. i'll do my best here i'm gonna go michigan first uh and i'm gonna compare their start of the season to the empire strikes back so my reasoning there empire strikes back 
in that one, Luke's getting kind of cocky. He's pretty pumped about taking on good old dad, Darth Vader. Doesn't know it's dad yet. And he gets his hand cut off. Super bummed about that. And definitely didn't go like he planned as he started that mission. That's how I kind of feel like where we're at currently with Michigan. Charged in really confidently, new offensive coordinator. And maybe we haven't got our hand cut off yet, but it wasn't as exciting as we all had hoped this far through. But from that point on, once Luke got his hand cut off, it was all good from there. So Luke really turned things around, got a new sweep <clears throat> bionic hand, and ended up saving the universe. So that's my Michigan comparison. <laughs> my Michigan State is the Return of the Jedi. And I told Brandon that was the one I was doing, and he got a little concerned for me here. But my reason being is who thought Michigan State's offense would look like it is right now yet? I didn't. I didn't expect Lewerke to look as good. He, there was a chance, but uh, they're looking decent. I know the competition's not quite the Death Star, but <coughs> with them going up against the Death Star in Return of the, the Jedi, <laughs> excuse me, <coughs> allergies, man, <laughs> in Return of the Jedi, uh, a little Peasley army goes up against the Death Star, and they pull out way more offense than you'd expect in that war. Uh, and end up winning so far. So that's where I'm at. There's a lot of movies that came out after that, and you can have your own opinion if they're good or not. Uh, Last Jedi is awful. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my two two opinions so far on comparisons. All right, and for my comparisons, I'm going to start with Michigan. So I'm going to compare the first two weeks of uh, Michigan's performance to the movie Solo, a Star Wars movie. Uh, so I don't know. Can you guys think of any team that faces more criticism or hatred from college football fans than Michigan? Hmm. Not that it's undeserved, but like, can you? <laughs> I I personally don't know. And Solo, the, well, the Pac-12 gets a lot of hate, but that's also rightly deserved. But I don't think it's more than Michigan. Yeah, well, what I my thinking is, you know, <laughs> I've had some good conversations with Brandon about this. I actually like the movie Solo, Ugh. and <laughs> you can just tell. <laughs> um, and Solo for me was entertaining to watch. And Michigan has given us some entertaining games, but not that's not what you want to see out of the first two weeks of the season. They have struggled. They have not looked as dominant as they should. And Star Wars, there's just so much content that they can work with that there's really no excuse to be producing the type of movies that are getting as much hate that's deserved as they have recently with Solo and Episode Eight. Um, and so, you know, you just you hope for a lot more with what they have available. And like the movie Solo, Michigan just constantly draws up controversy from everyone. Controversy and hate, you know, they're not looking great. But there's still a lot of questions. They still could be able to pull out a fairly successful season. We really just don't know. But it's not looking great. And there are a lot of critiques that are being uh, sent their way that are very much deserved. So they are similar to Solo, in my opinion. For Michigan State, I'm going to cheat a little bit as well and kind of draw a little bit from last season. They went 7-6. and six, uh, And so I'm going to compare them 
to Revenge of the Sith. And so, like Revenge of the Sith, they're kind of coming off the end of a really tough bout. You know, they're not doing so hot. Um, The Empire was really getting beat by the clones, the Republic, and uh, they're really receding. But there's something brewing. There's something that is on the rise. And I just think that perhaps we are seeing a little bit of a return to glory from Michigan State. A little bit. We've seen... We're seeing a spark of the defense of uh, years past, and that's that's huge when it comes to being in contention for big title games, and that's something we haven't seen in the past couple of years from Michigan State. And uh, there still is a question of the offense. We don't know necessarily if they're going to be uh, exactly as great as they're going to need to be down the stretch in January, but I think we're seeing some great things. It's kind of, um, you know, the fall is giving way to perhaps a rise of something truly powerful. I think I'll speak to what Cody said about um, Michigan's expectations with the, the Star Wars example that he used, I think was really well put with the success that Marvel has had under that Disney umbrella. That's why you think, Oh, well, they'll do Star Wars even better. And then they've underachieved. And the same thing with Michigan football, you expect them to do so well. They have the facilities, they're, seemingly should have the coaches, everything they could possibly want to succeed. They have it ready to go. And that's why when we see a game against Army, who's really good, and that they don't blow them out, we're disappointed. So, you know, there are people, when we talk, I'm pretty hard on Last Jedi, there are people that really enjoyed it just because it's a Star Wars movie or back in the universe where they're happy with that. And maybe that's where I'm just too critical because (laughs) you go back to that army game and give them some credit. They scheduled army. Okay. Alabama's out there complaining that they're playing a noon kickoff (laughs) against, um, you know, who knows what community colleges are playing. Walmart third shifters (laughs) and Jackson penitentiary. (laughs) It's ridiculous to, yes, they should play better, but you know what? Their schedule is really tough and they've knocked off one more win against a team that's going to probably win out. So, um, yeah, there's some credit that needs to be given, but also the expectations are different for Michigan, just like the expectations for Star Wars are different. When Episode Eight comes out, you're expecting to have your face melted, <laughs> and uh, that's not exactly what happened for me. And, you know, we'll really, really get to learn more about these teams. We're only two games into the season, and Michigan's played some tough competition. State's played Western's lackluster defense. There's not a whole lot. We can pull as much as we can, but we're going to learn a whole lot from these upcoming games. Michigan State's got their revenge game this weekend, and then next weekend, Michigan, Wisconsin. We're going to learn a heck of a lot of stuff about these teams. So good uh, comparisons, fellas. You want to get into some buy or sell? Yeah. So let's let's dive into uh, these these teams just a little bit more with individual players. So we're going to start off with Michigan, um, one of the defensive players of the game, Carlo Kemp, (laughs) buy or sell. Go ahead, Trav. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so far. So I, I buy him as a person. I'm selling him on the defense right now. Uh, the coaches talked so highly of him after the game. Don Brown was almost in tears thinking about how hard he played against Army. And he was like, oh, he was out there for 60 snaps. What a warrior. Okay, he was out there, but if you're judging a warrior, was he just on the battlefield or did he kill anyone in the battle? <laughs> and from what I watched, the center from Army just made him look like a 
two-star recruit playing at Eastern. Um, he's not. He's a great – he supposedly is a great player if you talk to Don Brown. Um, and I know he had a lot of cut blocks against him, but uh, personally I wasn't super impressed. And I'm really, really hoping it was just because of the cut blocks. So from that game I'm selling, but I really want to buy him for the rest of the season. Uh, we'll see. What do you think, Bryn? Uh I'm going to sell as well. Um, no one's questioning his heart. I mean, he's a captain for a reason. Here's the thing. I think, and I know I'm doing this, I'm comparing him to Carl, um, to Maurice Hurst, who is an NFL-caliber defensive tackle. That's not really a fair comparison for him. But he's really not making splash plays. He, I think if, if I'm buying him as possibly honorable mention all Big Ten, Sure, he could do that. But can he make dominant plays? Could he provide pressure up the middle of the defense against elite teams like Ohio State or Michigan State? You know, the toughest games on the schedule are ahead. And against Middle Tennessee State, uh, a game I was watching the middle of the defensive line to see what they were going to do. And he didn't do much. And the times he did get into the backfield, he was so flat-footed, the quarterback or running back would just dance around him and get away from him. So I think he's a perfectly mediocre Big Ten defensive lineman. Now here's the positive. He has a chance to completely shed that label against Wisconsin. They have a very good offensive line. And if he's able to to get into the backfield to cause some havoc, who knows? Maybe he could we could be buying him this time, uh, you know, two weeks from now. So we'll see. But right now I just haven't seen anything to show that he's an elite defensive lineman in the Big Ten. All right, moving on to our next player. Uh, the other player of the game for Michigan, Ronnie Bell. I'll go first because my answer is short and sweet and to the point. Sell. Stat line looked, I guess, cool because he had some catches and yards. <laughs> it was a but pretty it, good stat line if you're just yeah, looking at the stats. If that's all you're looking at, congrats. It was great. But if you watched him <laughs> the game, boy, how I was so frustrated watching him that whole game. Uh, I'll leave it at that. I'm selling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think it depends on what level you're going to hold the player to. I foresee him losing a lot of snaps as soon as Donovan Peoples-Jones comes back. That's fair. I was holding him, too, that we, we've been told that this receiving core is so great, and he's playing as the number two, and he didn't play as elite as we've heard that they were going to be. Yeah, and so... Obviously, I think that there is a, a top tier of Michigan receivers, the top three, and I think he's going to be their fourth guy. As far as a fourth option receiver, I'm going to buy him for that position. I don't expect hmm. him to to lead the team in, in yards like he did last week. He shouldn't be doing that. I would really prefer, as soon as Donovan comes back, I would love to see Tariq Black take those, those uh, targets over the middle of the field. He's bigger. He's got seemingly the same speed, more athleticism. Um, I think he's a great fourth option, but until he, he becomes that, I would sell, but I think Donovan will be back next week, and then we'll be, we'll be able to appreciate him as not a guy who's going to get 10, 11 targets. And I'm probably a little harsher on it because I, he was named one of the offensive MVPs of that game, and I'm looking at what he did on special teams as well, which was uh, atrocious. But that's not – in in offense so I'm looking at all around would not have made him my MVP of that game but 
you do you. Yeah, and I, I think he I think he missed. Um, I think Shea is getting the, the blame. There was a, a deep ball that he was wide open. It was just out of reach. But it looked to me like he stopped running his route. Like at the right as he beats the guy, he starts to jog waiting for the ball. And it was just a couple feet out of reach. If he runs his route hard, I think that's an easy touchdown. Shea maybe could have given him a little bit more air under the ball. But honestly, I thought if he runs his touchdown, um, he struggled with his hands. But he did play better against Army than he did against Middle Tennessee State. So he's improving. That's something. All right, and our last player for Michigan is a player that hasn't received any criticism as of late, Shea Patterson. <laughs> uh, you want to go first, Bran? Is it possible to, to just hold? Because I don't think I can buy or sell on him yet. I think, obviously, if you're looking at only two weeks, he has not led the team like I hoped he would. The turnovers are unacceptable. I mean, just tuck the ball. When you're running, you have to protect the ball. But I think that he's going to come out of this. He'll be okay as long as there's not an injury that they're not dealing with. Because it did seem like maybe he was having a hard time with his throwing motion. But I think all of the questions for him will be answered against Wisconsin. I'd rather hold off because I've seen enough from him to know he is a good quarterback. But he's, mm-hmm. I think he is pressing a little bit, trying too hard to make plays. And he's in his own head a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. It's maybe not necessarily fair of us to do a buy or sell in week two after week two. Um, but we're just looking at the here and now, not necessarily long-term with this segment. And so I agree with Brandon. I would definitely hold for the first two weeks. It was definitely underwhelming. And I think we all were expecting a little bit more. I mean, he was on all the watch lists for all the awards. We were expecting senior Shea to pop out and really be the best we've seen. Yeah. I think we could sell him as a Heisman candidate. That's okay. That's where I mean preseason he was on the watch list and I you watch the guys that are really showing out he's not going to compare to them. I don't I don't see him making that much of an improvement, but could he still lead them to Big 10 championship? I think he can. But yeah, I'm I'm selling his Heisman hopes now. Let's jump into Michigan State uh talking about some Heisman hopefuls. Do you want to <laughs> start with uh, their quarterback code? Yeah, so let's go ahead and buy or sell on Brian Lewerke. Brian Lewerke buying or selling that he wins the Heisman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll sell that one. That yeah, I'm selling the, that one too. That All right, one's in the yard on. sale. Getting rid of that <laughs> any way possible. <laughs> Get it out of here. That's tough to answer uh, just what he can do. Against Western, you saw that he's a good quarterback when he's protected. There wasn't really much of a threat that he was going to get sacked against Western. He, he had all the time in the world to survey from the pocket and diagnose what's happening out there when he's got time, he's got a good arm. He looks good, but against better teams, he's not going to have that. And when the pressure comes, it does seem like all of a sudden his vision, it just, it becomes tunnel vision and he, he loses the command of the offense. So, ah, as far as, um, leading them, you know, towards a Big Ten title, I'll definitely sell at this point. I don't think what we saw against Western is what we're going to see the rest of the year. Uh, but I do, I really do think he's a good quarterback. I just think he's not good enough to elevate them above being uh, maybe, you know, an eight and five, nine and three, uh, nine four type team. I'm buying him currently. Uh, again, we live in the Western Michigan area of Michigan. We've seen that team play for the last 
all of our years of our life. And we know their defense is not good. Um, and that's okay in the MAC. But when you're playing against Michigan State, it's really it really shines through, and it makes Michigan State's offense look amazing. So I think we'll get to see a little bit more here. Um, especially, we're gonna preview that Arizona State Michigan State game here shortly. But I'm buying Lewerke currently. Uh, he looks healthy. He looks confident. And maybe there's merit to scheduling a few cupcakes early and building that confidence. So I'm buying him for now. But we'll see how the season goes. All right, so we're going to move on to the next player, Elijah Collins. So Trav was um, at, we were actually at this game last week, and Trav was really high on Daryl Stewart from the first <laughs> quarter, saying he's going over 200 yards. He's going over 200 yards. He probably could have if they really targeted Did him. Did I miss it by four yards? No, he had like 180 something, 185 maybe. Okay, it was, it was only a great 185. Game. Yeah, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he he had a great game. He looked. He looked really good. Um, he caught, I think, about every ball that threw at him. But actually, the guy who had more yards was the running back. Elijah Collins did not play the week before. And that's the biggest issue with Michigan State's offense is they can't run the ball. Well, this guy runs for, I think, 192 yards and shows a lot more burst, a lot more explosiveness and vision than any of their other running backs. I don't think he'll be able to quite have the same holes and we won't really know much about his ability to to be patient and wait for that you know that hole to open up until he plays a better team but as far as just pure talent I'll, I'll buy that um if we're gonna sell another player um oh shoot who's the other running back that they normally Connor Hayward I think he just basically his season's over I mean yeah he'll see a couple third downs but this Elijah Collins, I think, just took over for good running back number one, and I think he's he shows a lot of potential. I will buy him for now. I think it mostly depends on that offensive line. Yeah. If the offensive line ends up being pretty solid, uh, yeah, he could be on. Um, he could be totally fine, uh, especially if Lewerke ends up passing well this year, and they open up their offense, and that opens up their running backs, which in the past they've had running backs who. They had quarterbacks who could open up their offense and their running backs. That that being said, they had Le'Veon Bell and great running backs the last 10 years. But uh, I'll buy him for now again. But, again, I want to wait and see a little bit. All right. And now for our third buy or sell for Michigan State, we're just going to talk about their whole offense as a whole, buy or sell going into the rest of the season. <laughs> I, I leaned in confident, but then I, I'm not. I'm not sure again. Uh, if you watched Michigan State at all all last year, it's hard to buy them. But if you've watched their first two games, they give you things to be excited about. Uh, quarterback looks good. Wide receivers look pretty good. Uh, wide receivers look really good. Running backs have been pretty dominant. So they, they got good skill positions. Again, let's see if that line holds up. Let's see if. They can compete against the big dogs in the Big Ten, and if they can, they're probably going to be looking at a chance at the Big Ten championship if their offense is good. That being said, I don't think they're good enough. If that is our, where we're looking at, comparing them to the big dogs, I'm going to sell. But for now, man, that's, that's a really tough one. I'm I'm going to sell it th- saying I don't think it's as good as people think, but they're better than I expected. I'm going to sell right now. I think all those questions will be answered this week. 
if they're able to hang 30 plus points on Arizona state, I'll be, I'll be all for it. I'm going to say that their offensive coordinator has made a significant difference so far. I just haven't seen enough. Obviously the Western tape looks really good, but they were able to get comfortable because there was no defensive pressure. Um, Western runs a four, three defense, which is exactly what they want to run against. So right now I'm definitely going to sell. I mean, they they were doing some of the plays that Michigan state fans were their most hated plays when they'd run the jet sweeps to the short side of the field. I think they did that their very first week. And I don't know if it was like a, like a troll job or what, but some of the plays they did against Tulsa was, it looked exactly the same as last year. Obviously that control against Western looked pretty good. I think that question answered this week against Arizona state, but right now I'm definitely going to sell the offense. All right. So moving on from buy or sell, we're going to move into a new segment, which I guess I think is a new segment with this being our second podcast, but <laughs> uh, called breakfast time. And we're going to evaluate the program confidence levels of U of M and MSU through the first two weeks uh, compared to a breakfast food and just how great that breakfast dish really is. So let's, if we're really high on a program, looking forward to the rest of the season, we compare it to a breakfast that we think is Yeah, it's the, it's the breakfast scale. It, it makes sense. I mean, you think about the best type of breakfast. If I was a Alabama man, I would probably say steak and eggs. But if I am a, a Tennessee fan, <laughs> I'm going to say like grits, which they probably like grits down they there. They do. That's big as seafood. grits are awful. <laughs> so something like that, like land oatmeal, you know, something we can all agree is just not as good as the best breakfast food, which is like steak and eggs or maybe some fancy waffles. Okay. So let's uh, start with the uh, Michigan state this time. What you want to start? Michigan right. state brand. Ooh, that's tough. Um, you know, I think Michigan state is a parfait Ooh. and right. <laughs> why did we make him start again? <laughs> I'm going to say a parfait because you know, certain bites of a parfait I really like, when you get that granola in there and uh, maybe a little bit of like raspberries or um, even some strawberries in there, it's a pretty good breakfast. And by the time you're done, you feel pretty good. But sometimes you get a bad one. Like I've had a couple at McDonald's that they just, it was bad. I think the berries were old or something. Um, and so it's definitely not the worst breakfast. It's not the best. And it feel, you feel pretty good at the end, but I'm, it's kind of right there in the middle for me. And I think next week we'll have a better feel. Maybe they can graduate to like scrambled eggs or, or something like that. But mm. right now they're a parfait for me. So I would say we're talking about Michigan state. I would say that Michigan state is a nice, hot steaming pile of pancakes. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so horrible so far. <laughs> Completely mediocre. <laughs> I, for one, love pancakes, and I think they have a lot of variety. You know, you got chocolate chip, blueberry, Pancakes have no variety. Are, it's what you put on them that has variety. They're inside the friggin' pancake. Why do you put stuff on it? It's because the base is not good. It's the perfect compliment. They complement each other so well. Throw some yeah. syrup on there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so right. much, so right. much better than a waffle. Oh! <laughs> he didn't say that. All right, I'm going to jump in here. My Michigan State is a waffle. Because it so, is better than a pancake. So terrible. <laughs> Their offense and defense are looking really good right now. Those pockets in a waffle, they're just the perfect holding receptacles for syrup and anything you can put on a pancake. But a pancake is this flat, it, it's wrong that it's called a cake. 
Yes. And I am passionate about that. <laughs> pancake pancakes are like hot circles of garbage. I don't know if I'd go garbage because I'd eat a pancake. I won't complain about. Uh, I won't ask for it, but exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah, garbage is is a little bit harsh, but compared to waffles, yeah, I agree. So I initially wasn't going to go waffles code. <laughs> I was going to go with like bacon or yeah. something. Something well, those that's are pretty, pretty positive, good though. Well, yeah, because their season's looking pretty positive, more so than I expected. I think we're the, giving right. too much credit to Western. Well, uh, credit. Yeah, like, they're yeah. so good. Oh. Like, I think anyone is going to hang. I think, and this might be a hot take, I think Army beats Western by just as much as State beat Western. Well, Western and I Michigan State, they've played a lot the last few years, and we've seen what Western's done against good Michigan State teams we and against bad Western Michigan State teams. when they were coached by P.J. Fleck. That's true. I honestly, um, if we're going breakfast scale on Tim Lester, <laughs> he's like... <laughs> lukewarm milk in a cereal bowl like he he's just okay like he's just no he's not going to he's not going to elevate the program like pj fleck which is fine yeah. because you, you're not going to get a pj fleck every time but he's going to be good enough to get him to probably the famous idaho potatoes bowl but we will never go back to the cotton bowl <laughs> So I'm trying. I'm not trying to give Michigan State too much hype here because we're two teams in. Their competition has not been strong, but they've shown us what all the fans of Michigan State have wanted to see so far. Their defense has been rock solid, which is what people expected, and their offense has been better than, well, way better than last year. But it's hard to tell so far. So waffles, pretty solid. Not my favorite breakfast. Still really good though, and a lot better than pancakes. All right. Yeah, I understand. Like, you don't want to give them too much credit, and I might have even been a little bit, you know, too high on them with my movie comparison. But the point is that there's a lot of potential and a lot of excitement there. Like, I had them blowing up the Death Star. So, if, if you're a Michigan <laughs> State fan, you're really happy with the, the way things are going right now, and you're excited for the way the rest of the season is going to shake out. They are overflowing with syrup and potential, <laughs> and just like a pancake. <laughs> And okay. it's kind of, okay. it's just fun things ahead. It's a good place to be as a Michigan State fan. Life is good. That was well said. I think I'm more on the apprehensive side, like the parfait. Like, am I going to get the yummy granola in the bite? Am I going to get a gross berry? I'm not mm. sure what to expect. Arizona State is going to reveal the parfait this week. Michigan. We're going to move Michigan. on to Michigan. Yep. So what you got for us? Scones, Bryn? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Trap, why don't you go ahead? Sure. So Michigan so far this year, I they they're two and zero. That's great. They didn't lose when I was sitting on the couch going, "Oh no, this is just another upset." I'm about to cry my Saturday away. They didn't. Two and zero, pretty bland so far. I'm gonna go with cinnamon toast crunch cereal. My favorite cereal, but it's still just cereal. It's not eggs. It's not omelets. It's not bacon. Uh, but it's still a win in my book. So 2-0, Cinnamon Toast Crunch cereal. I'm going to go ahead and say that as a breakfast food, Michigan so far for me has been a two-star hotel breakfast eggs. You know, <laughs> like you're still going to eat them, but you wake up in the morning and you're not looking forward to it. Like, you know, moving forward from week two, I'm going to be starting the game gritting my teeth, just hoping that they don't hurt me again. And, you know, like just weak eggs from hotels, it's not something you look forward to, but, you know, you're going to watch, 
you're going to watch Michigan and you're probably going to eat the eggs because that's, you know, that's what you got. That's what you got to do. But you're not looking forward to it. It's kind of painful. And you never know. Maybe they will surprise you and actually have some really good eggs. But you don't have high hopes. All right. So I'm going to compare Michigan so far to, and hopefully you know what I'm talking about. They're the little mini blueberry muffins. They come in a package of like four to five. Those used to be my favorite vacation snack ever. Yeah, so they actually are pretty good. That's and a, when when you look at Michigan... It's a, it's a godly dish. <laughs> that's pretty high praise. You look at Michigan so far, they might have one of the best wins in the Big Ten. The Big Ten has done really well, but they haven't played tough teams yet. And Army is a very good team. They looked bad doing it, and I just want to say this because the coaches won't say it. <laughs> Michigan should have lost. They got lucky. The quarterback threw an interception on, like, the five-yard line. But Carlo Kemp played 60 <laughs> downs and was a hero warrior. And they had the opportunity to lose because the kicker had the opportunity. You cannot let the other team have the chance to win. You need to take that from them. Now, getting back to my breakfast analogy, yes, those are good. You can do better. A great big muffin. Or let's go to graduating to an omelet. You can do so much better than mini muffins. They're good. I appreciate them. I'm glad we're 2-0. But they're not the best. They're not what we expect. Is a big muffin better than a mini muffin, though? Yes. Used to be. Uh, No. Yeah, I got confused there. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a hot take on mini muffins, though. Go for it. (laughs) There used to be five of them. Is there just four now? There's only four now. And we know. Mini muffins, (laughs) we know what you've done. There used to be five. You, you can't even. Fourth, you can't even name the brand. <laughs> let's be honest. Houses. Mini muffins. No, it's, it's like little Debbie. Yeah, you're right. I don't know what Debbie. it is, but it's always the same brand we get. And it right. used to be five. Keep talking. I'm gonna look. <laughs> and now it's four. Either way, they're good. You can do better. Um, yeah, still a win. Still a win. Still though. great yeah. muffins, but you expected more. Well, Debbie. <laughs> little, okay, Cody's little confirmed they are little Debbie. I, I don't know. We don't have it. All right, let's <laughs> let's move forward to Arizona State preview for Michigan State. All right. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this game. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be the big be-all, end-all teller of what Michigan State's going to look like because I don't know how good Arizona State is. Yes, it's a revenge game, but last year was down in Arizona. This year is up in East Lansing. Arizona State has a freshman quarterback. Who did Arizona State play last week you told me that earlier today uh kent state 30 to 7 okay what was the first week then sacramento state sacramento fcs state. <laughs> 14 to 7 right I, nine, se- it was in the teens teens to seven yikes 19 to 7 thank you <laughs> that's rough yeah really rough so i i'm not super high on arizona state yet but they are a step up from western uh michigan state did lose to them last year so it will be interesting it's a cool primetime game i think so uh, i don't know what do you think well last year was a game that neither team really wanted to win that badly um it was ugly and i expect a similar game this saturday i think i think state will win there's there should be a riot if they lose and i i don't want to be too extreme but they are way better than this arizona state team arizona state will have a better defense than Tulsa or Western Michigan by far. And one of the biggest things to watch as a a state fan here, 
Arizona State runs a very similar defense to Tulsa. They're going to run a 3-3-5, which is going to have five guys in the secondary, and that's going to be harder for Lewerke to diagnose and to see who's open. Uh, as I said earlier, Western's running the classic 4-3. That's really easy for him to diagnose. Okay, I've got to beat the linebacker over the top. Um, oh, he's going to blitz. I'm going to throw over him. The 3-3-5 is going to be include a lot more reads because there's going to be more secondary guys coming in blitzing, more guys dropping into zone coverage. It could give them a lot more fits than they, they had against, obviously, Western and, and maybe Tulsa when they were able to score. Just the one offensive touchdown, but they did score 28 total. I have their defense to do pretty well against State. And if, like I said before, if State runs away with it and scores 30-some points, boy, they're, they're going to be the real deal for sure. But I think it's going to be an ugly game that State should win. Um, I don't see Arizona State putting up almost any points at all. They they should they should keep Arizona State below double digits, and that's that's where I put money on that. So you kind of gave us an idea of what you're thinking there. I kind of want to hear your guys' uh, maybe score predictions for that game. Michigan State, Arizona State, Saturday, what do you think the score is going to be? Hmm. I'll go first. Yeah, you should go first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually, I think Michigan State is going to, I just don't think Arizona State's good. And so I think it's going to be, it's probably a sloppy game a little bit, but I think it's going to give everybody a little bit of false hope that Michigan State is better than they might actually be. So I'm going to go 42-17 Michigan Whoa. State. That's a lot of points. Yeah, I was going to say 31-10. Um I really just don't think that this offense from Arizona State is going to be too much for Michigan State's defense to handle, and that's going to give Michigan State uh, a lot of opportunity to capitalize on good field position and um, just show that they are a better team. They are very good at just getting the job done against lesser teams. I don't think that's really the question that they'll have to answer going down the stretch is whether they can contend with the big dogs. So I do think they'll put them away fairly easily. Breaking news. As we go into our last segment here, the Tigers just dropped their first of the doubleheader to the Yankees, <laughs> ten to four. If Shocker. anyone is still following the Tigers, Shocker. this late into the year, so now onto the last segment. Uh, I gotta put my score out there for the world so that oh, when sorry. I'm right, everyone knows. <laughs> I just wanted to skip over you there, I guess. I'm bad. struggling with how much State's gonna score, but I'm just gonna say twenty four to nine. I'm going to say mm. that they keep Arizona State out of the end zone the whole game. And I don't like my 24 because I think there's going to be more field goals in the game, but I didn't have the time to think through the math on how many field goals and touchdowns. <laughs> so just that ballpark area, 24 to 9 State. I like that one. All right. And uh, Michigan being on a bye week, not too much to talk about except for the next week, which we'll probably save for later. So now we're just going to jump right into some overreactions to how the Lions did in week one. Alrighty, Brandon, you had a pretty good idea here um, in having each of us kind of state what our biggest overreaction was from week one. Looking at that game, thinking, all right, this is this is just the way it's, the, it is, positive or negative. So, um, do you want to <laughs> do you want to start with that? Sure. And let me say first of all that the magic of being a Lions fan is watching a game where honestly. They showed some improvements that were really good. I mean, Stafford looked really good, uh, liked some of the play calling on offense, except for in that third quarter, the second half, they started to go conservative, trying to kill the clock, which does concern me. 
Um, but finding a way to get to a tie, and it felt like more like a loss, but let's just compare this. If you're a state fan or a Michigan fan, if that happened to your team, you're probably feeling like you you just got gut punched, right? You're blindsided by that. Kind of like the trouble with the snap, Michigan against Michigan State. It was like, I can't believe that happened. If that was the Lions, you're not shocked. You're not even like feeling just absolutely like garbage. It's like, oh, of course that happened. So yeah, I was able to go off of that tie, like just kind of laughing because it's expected. And Brandon and our dad were literally in the fourth quarter of that game, sitting downstairs laughing, just of course this is happening. Dad was cheering for the Cardinals because he's been hurt by the Lions (laughs) for so long. That was frustrating, but uh just as a Lions fan, that's kind of where we're at. And so my my first overreaction, and you know what? It's not overreaction. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> the Lions will not make the playoffs this year. That one game shows me enough to say, there's no way. This is the easiest game on the schedule. The schedule is going to get way harder. I think we got the Chargers coming into town next. That might get ugly, okay? We are not going to the playoffs. Stuck in mediocrity in Detroit. That is my week one reaction are the chargers coming to town or are we going there it doesn't matter it matters i'm looking it up right now and game is in if you want to go oh it's in ford field chalk that up as going one oh and one you're calling a win against oh, the chargers is that my is that my <laughs> no you're over there? i can't tell you i told you <laughs> i know what your i know what your overreaction is gonna be probably not but i know what it should be do you think it's stafford related no you don't i don't I'm I'm leaning towards that. Can I do two? Go you for know it. what? This is your area of expertise, so you just take over. <laughs> All right. My first overreaction, there was, if you read any articles about the Lions through the preseason, followed Stafford through the preseason, everyone was scared of, is Stafford okay? Is he? Some of his practices were bad. He skipped practices. We didn't know what to expect from him. So my overreaction is Stafford's fine. He's going to make the Pro Bowl this year. Okay. <laughs> you expect that one? I don't expect him to make the Pro Bowl, but what I saw from Stafford, I really liked. I love the fire on the sidelines when the coaches completely bungled that timeout situation. Trust me! I And you know what? They do need to trust their quarterback. He's been there for how many years now? Oh, I don't... Almost it like seems a seems like decade. Forever. Almost a decade. I think this is year nine. Wow. This This guy has been in the league for a long time. He knows what he's doing. He knows to get the snap off. He knew he had the perfect situation that would have, I believe, ended the game. They, they're they not going to tie after getting that that clutch first down. Um, I really do like Stafford. So I, I'm not opposed to that overreaction. But if they're not making the playoffs, I don't see him putting up enough of a year to, to make the Pro Bowl. We might need to spend more time on this segment next episode because – I've got a lot of overreactions for the Lions <laughs> this year. <laughs> I'll bet you do. What's your second one? My second one is, if the Lions do not make the playoffs, Patricia is gone. He's fired this year. I could see that. And your your overreaction is they're not making the playoffs, so, so he's Stafford, gone. He's gone. <laughs> Pro Bowl, wide receiver, quarter, the coach is fired. And you know what? That I'll... goes hand in hand with what I've heard about this Lions team from everybody. The talent looks pretty good this year. The coaches look confused. Yeah, watching that game, was there a bunch of players other than Taylor Decker who was <laughs> awful? 
the players honestly looked pretty good. I was encouraged by the talent level that I saw that there. Obviously, they fell off, and it looked like maybe they got tired. I don't know. But the talent, I was pleasantly surprised. The wide receivers looked really good. And, yeah, Stafford was what I think he should be most of the time. So I'm completely on board with Patricia getting canned if they do not make the playoffs. And you've heard it here. They're not making the playoffs. So uh, we had a good time with you, Patricia, but uh, good luck (laughs) in your future endeavors. Oh, man. I – I was heartbroken last week. Uh, I shouldn't have been surprised. I've been a Lions fan my whole life, but these guys will tell you I get my hopes up. I predicted a nine and seven season, uh, probably. That's quite low for him. <laughs> Normally it's twelve and four, thirteen and three. Uh, okay, I, I was gonna dispute it, but I might have said thirteen <laughs> and three recently. <laughs> but their their talent looks good. The conference looks bad other than Minnesota, so chalk up two losses to Minnesota if you want to. But I think we can take Green Bay. Uh, the Bears' defense looks good. Their offense looks horrible. We'll see. The year really could go decently because I think our conference isn't that awesome. So we'll see. My overreaction is that uh, amidst all the heartbreak and just pain that I experienced watching that, uh, that game, I had a lot of fun watching our number one pick, TJ Hawkinson. And mm. I think if Stafford stays healthy, uh, he will finish roughly a top five tight end in the Ooh, NFL. I like that. Um, you know, I wanted to say just top 10, but that's not much of an overreaction. Well, maybe a little bit, but <laughs> five is more controversial. But I loved what I saw from him. Um, you know, with the departure of Golden Tate a couple of years back, Stafford hasn't had that dump off option. And knowing the Lions, like Lions fans do, we will find ourselves behind in a lot of games and going to the air, even if we're trying to be a more run-heavy offense. And so I think he's going to find a lot of looks uh, week in and week out from Stafford, and I think we can expect nothing but great things from him moving forward. That's actually the overreaction I had pegged for Travis. So Hawkinson, <laughs> really? Hawkinson, and I think top five, that means he's a Pro Bowl. So yeah. that was my overreaction. I mean, that I drafted Trav him. Trav would pick in fantasy football. A Pro Bowl I laughed at you for drafting him in fantasy. He literally did. Because, well, who's going to draft him other than Travis? He could pick him up from free agency, but that was a very, very smart move. You know what? Stafford has needed a tight end his whole career. The closest he got was Ebron, and Ebron was rock hands his whole time in Detroit. Uh, and so I, I got a little hyped. I know you guys think I get overhyped a little bit. But I might be right on Hawkinson. We're we'll winning it all, baby! <laughs> Super Bowl! Hawkinson was one of the top waiver wire picks in fantasy football this week. So, I mean, it would actually be pretty tough to pick him up. So that Got was ahead a, of the curve, baby. I, I will give you props for that one. That was a smart pick. And he got you a lot of points. I think yeah. roughly like 24 or something like that. I got worried. I sat Jimmy Graham, and he caught a touchdown. The only one of Green Bay's day. And uh, I was like, oh, man. I started a rookie over that. A touchdown. Thankfully, thank you, Hawkinson. You uh, helped me pull out a W. Your undying optimism with the Lions actually paid off for once. (laughs) (laughs) One in 99, baby. Well, that about wraps it up for what we have planned for today, but I hope you'll join us next time. We're going to talk about that matchup between Michigan and Wisconsin, and of course, more Lions content and very positive hot takes from Travis. So thanks for joining us, and just remember, Ohio sucks.